Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Emily. I'm delighted to have Diana. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I, I love art. So our case study is called The Color of Pittsburgh. So in 1958, Alexander Calder's Mobile Pittsburgh was donated by private collector to Allegheny County, Pennsylvania for installation in the Greater Pittsburgh International Airport. The mobile was originally black and white, but when it was installed, it was painted green and gold, the official colors of Allegheny County. Calder protested, but the work was not restored to black and white during his lifetime. Having already relinquished ownership of the work when it was sold to the collector, did Calder, as the creator of the work, still have right to insist that it not be altered? Even if he did not, was it wrong for Allegheny County to alter the artwork against his wishes? Could we say that the artwork itself had a right not to be altered, regardless of whatever rights Calder or Allegheny County might have had? That is so crazy. Okay, yeah, so... um. A little bit about the artists that were discussing Alexander Calder. So he was born in 1898 in Pennsylvania. Um, he got a degree in engineering in 1919, but he started studying art in 1923. He became a famous sculptor and was known for his mobiles, which he actually invented along with wire sculptures. He made his first wire sculpture in 1925 and his first mobile in 1932. And he actually was not the one to give it this name. Yeah, actually the one to give him his name, the name to the mobile was Marcel Duchamp, who visited Calder's studio and Calder asked him what he should call his new sculptures. And Duchamp, what he did was he suggested um, the word mobiles because in French, it has like a double meaning that implies movement and motive. Yeah, so um, what a mobile is, is it's a form of kinetic art and it's a sculpture that has components that are suspended in air and the pieces move with the air. Um, he had his first exhibition in 1926 and he soon moved to Paris and he had many exhibitions there and he continued on with his art up until his death in 1976 and he died um, in New York, I believe. Um, yeah, so Calder mobiles are, like I said, suspending forms that move with the flow of air. Um, for example, like the way you might know it is a mobile on the top of a crib, um, except that these are obviously bigger and they're more artistic. They're designed to move freely in space. Oh, also, um, Allegheny County is located in southwestern Pennsylvania, which is where the airport is. Which the airport okay. is known. So he still has a right um, to have ownership over his art, even though the ownership was passed to someone else, because aesthetically, um, he's the one who made um, the sculpture. And it is more of a morality thing um, in the eyes of the law to not mess with someone else's sculpture, even if it was given ownership to someone else. Yeah, so um, so there are laws behind it. So the answer really is that it was wrong for them to do that. And something else that we can talk about is that they they knew it was wrong because after his death, like not right after, but like 
a little bit after they did change it back to the original so they kind of came to their senses and realized what they did was wrong um also you know we if we're we can relate back to chapter five um you can talk about how they probably wanted to change it for like its aesthetic value they wanted it to be you know on theme with the, the county and the airport and everything so they took the aesthetic value over the legal value and you know his value the value of the artist yeah and the moral value behind it they thought more as to what would fit the aesthetic of the airport as to what fit the aesthetic of the artist and the morality behind um what the artist's emotions might be with his own work that um was basically his baby like he created it and um obviously there was many emotions there when it came to that project so um it's obvious that the law notices this and can empathize with artists yeah exactly so he took you know his time and that's something he created and they just changed it especially against his witch wishes i personally think that's really messed up like i know that and it obviously against the law like i know that they own it now but it's technically his and he didn't give permission for them to do that he just gave them permission to hang it you know in their airport he didn't know that was going to happen and actually um, they did compromise on, you know, eventually a color that they wanted that he they compromised on having a specific color painted. Um, and, you know, it just did not turn out the way that it was supposed to, which, you know, made him a little more angry about it. Yeah, he was obviously very upset and um, the airport didn't really care because again um it ca they cared more about how they could incorporate the colors of pittsburgh and attract more tourists and more people other than the artists that literally made the structure and put let them have the structure and it, it's just very wrong because you know you don't just take someone's work and redo it the way you like it okay it's also the the case study asks about, you know, could we say the artwork itself had a right not to be altered? And I definitely agree that the artwork, besides the artist, you know, it holds its own value, its own aesthetic. Yeah. And it has a right not to be changed. You know, like if you're buying a painting, you're not going to take the painting, put it on your wall and start painting over it and, you know, adding your own thing. Like it's, you bought the painting because you enjoy the painting yeah you, know? you admired the painting and you admired the value it had um just being just the painting itself so there's no need to alter something that already had its certain aesthetic um if you want something with a different aesthetic just buy something with a different aesthetic exactly like you know it could be said for things like clothing and stuff like people are always like changing them but it's kind of different because those are mass produced usually Mm -hmm. but um yeah talking about something like art is like artwork and paintings and sculptures is definitely a lot different you know if you want something like specific then you should do it yourself you shouldn't be altering other people's artwork and um in an interview in 1969 with art in america 
um, Calder recalled being asked how long it took to build the mobile. And his response was that it took him 30 years. Um, and those dogs already just holds like a value in itself. Away. Exactly. You know, he, he took, he's saying it took him 30 years to make that one sculpture. And it actually won the first prize for sculpture at the 1958 International. And it was um, purchased at the exhibition. Yeah. So, it took you know, him 30 years to make that. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it took him 30 yeah. years to make yeah. that, but literally five minutes for them to just. Exactly. To redo it, you know. And to me personally, I that's just not moral, morally yeah, it's right. Not, you know, it's they should have. Yeah. If they wanted something with the colors of the the county, they should have just commissioned somebody to make something specifically like that. You know. Yeah. It's not morally right, and you know, like we said earlier, it's also not legally right for them to be changing his artwork, especially against his wishes. Like he's specifically stated he did not want that and they continued on with it you know anyway yeah oh and also I I just feel like this case study might be a little different from others because yeah we can you know sit here and discuss our personal opinions but there's pretty much like a simple solution um like there's not much to really discuss on the fact of like what actually is the right thing because there is like we said like a legal solution to the problem so you know the only things we can really discuss are kind of our personal opinions which I feel like we both are agreeing you know on the fact that it was definitely wrong of them to do what and also i feel like this is a very important case because not only does it show the the um moral side of painters and what they go through but also it shows the legalities and um what painters had to fight for to be able to um for people not to change their work and for people to actually respect them as an artist and respect their paintings okay Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I feel like, you know, it's also important because it's kind of getting us to look at like art in a different perspective, because now we're really looking at the artist, you know, like instead of just seeing the art for what it is, we're seeing like the the artist and the history of the artist and, you know, the emotions of the artist, not maybe necessarily while he was making it, but, you know, afterwards and you could see like how important it was to him. So now, you know, like I said, like, we're not only looking at the art and what the art is, like, we're seeing deeper into the artist, you know, how much he put into this. Yeah, this opened up a lot of doors for um, respecting the art of the artist. And now that they have that law now, um, it's very rare for that to happen to modern day artists. And um, it's unfortunate that it happened to for Alexander, but um, it also opened a gateway for um, the respect of um, just whichever form of art and um, the person who's making it. Yeah, and there's also a different perspective because this, the law that we talked about, you know, the, um, the Visual Artist Rights Act, it actually wasn't around like when this thing happened 
um, because, you know, this was in the 50s. So, you know, if we could talk about it from a different perspective, then, you know, back then, this might have not been considered, like, wrong or morally wrong because, you know, that law didn't exist. So right now the law does exist and we might be like sitting here thinking that because of the law, you know, that it was wrong, but back then it wasn't. And so, you know, there's two different- Yeah, there was like a controversy back in that day. And that's why we have this case file because it was such a controversy of whether this was morally right or morally wrong. And now that we have an answer, it's also good to reflect on, um, the past and um, see how the artists were treated back then versus how they're treated now yeah exactly um, yeah so it definitely is unfortunate that that this happened to him and that that law wasn't around back then and you know so we can say that you know technically it was not in it was it was not wrong it was not legally wrong but i still agree with our stance that you know it's morally wrong and they did not have the right but you know obviously like i stated you know since the law didn't ex exist back then that there really is no true answer it's more a matter of opinion um if this was no wrong for them to do and if he had rights Yep, those are some great points. But um, to summarize everything we talked about um, regarding our questions, um, the questions were um, if we think that um, having already relinquished the ownership of the work, if um, it would be all right for it to be altered. And our response was that it is not okay, not in not in a um ethical sense and not in a um in the eyes of the law either okay. so for the next question you know even if he did not what was it wrong for the county to alter the artwork against his wishes and our answer for that is that yes it it is wrong because it's his art and you know even though they now own it it's still his artwork he's the artist and if he's specifically asking for them not to change it you know i believe or we believe that it should not be altered and then for the next question could we say that the artwork itself had a right not to be altered regardless of whatever rights um calder or the county might have had you know this one is kind of going against like regardless of legal reasons or anything because it's saying you know regardless of whatever rights they had so we also think that the artwork itself, you know, did not have a right to be altered because because it is art, you know, it's its own art piece and it, it's its own aesthetic and it, it the artwork, the object itself has a right not to be changed, you know, like they say, regardless of the artist or the county. And that's kind of our take on this, you know, that um, this law that was created is it makes sense that the art the artist should still have intellectual ownership over their art okay yeah i agree with that because as they say themselves they are dedicated to showcase like more dynamic art and um they've um won awards for their art so 
I understand that they want to keep a, keep a certain aesthetic, but in that case, then they should have people commission art for, for them than having to change other people's arts because as um, in modern day um, laws that have to do with this, it's not correct. And at least, um, you know, we empathize with the artists because, you know, it's like you make something yourself and you're very proud of it and you worked on it for so long for someone just to change it very quick is um, very um, degrading and probably felt very bad for the artist. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I just thought of, you know, something else that earlier we were discussing, you know, the aesthetic versus, you know, the legal and like aspect and you know the, the the um the feelings of the artist himself but you know in this case it could also be like aesthetic versus aesthetic because you know we're talking about the aesthetic of the original you know mobile and how he originally did it and then the aesthetic that they wanted it to be and how they're changing it to fit their own aesthetic so it's kind of yeah like I said it's kind of at just also aesthetic versus aesthetic, which I feel like is very interesting and probably something not seen Thank too Thank you for often. joining us so much today, Diana. Thanks, I'm so glad I'm here. I appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Our Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Our Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious. Bye.